Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and we watched Deepwater Horizon, and it's about Marky Mark, and he goes on an oil thing, and they kill a giant octopus. Uh, Forgive me if I sound kind of fucky today, but uh, Parker and I have both come down with coronavirus, so um, this might be a bit of a shorter episode. I'm not going to be screaming or doing impressions or anything like that. I'd uh, also like to, <coughs> I'd also like to introduce the uh, new motto of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. If the content is there, we do not care. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Deep Rising? No one saw it, and everyone should see it. That's as succinctly as I can put it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met another human being that has seen this movie, but it is so powerful. Yeah, I think every person I know that I've ever talked about this movie with is somebody who directly watched it with me. So, you know. It's it's every single monster movie ever made. And that's not really a bad thing. So It has multiple moments that made me soy face IRL. I'm like, oh it man. Has, <laughs> it has giant, horrible 98 CGI Cthulhu monsters and Benny from the Mummy. Like, what else do you need? That was oh. made for the... They, they knew that this podcast would exist and made this for us, and I appreciate it. Thank, yeah. you. Steven Steven Thank you for this. Friend Steven of the show, Summers. Stephen Summers, and also friend of the show, Treat Williams, and his this massive head. Steven Next Summers week's episode, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Buddy, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> that movie okay. is a nightmare. <laughs> Do we have any news? It's only one piece of news that matters coming out of Tinseltown, Chris. <laughs> That's Robert Downey Jr. shoves his hand up a dragon's asshole at the end of Too Little. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll save for next week. That is all I've been able to think about ever since I read that. Is like, oh wow, who would ever see this? And then I read that, it's like, you know, if I, I was, wasn't if I wasn't sick, <laughs> I, I I really really did not enjoy the uh, the the roller coaster of finding that out, thinking it was hilarious, and then everyone rushing to put out their cat style think piece about this movie. Like, yeah, movie discourse is fucking dead. I don't know why we do this. But also, reading that and then seeing it having a lower Rotten Tomato score than Cats, I was like, well... That's the thing, is everyone maybe. who actually saw it that I know, who's at least somewhat normal, has said, like, it's really not that bad. It's kind of a regular movie. No, we gotta we gotta get our owns in on this movie that wasn't as good as we wanted it to be. <sighs> Holy like, epic shitballs. I mean, we really is expecting a fuckload Doctor of fail. to be good, you know? I don't understand people who go into that and be like, oh, it's Robert Downey Jr. I guarantee those will be good. Come on. Man, remember when Robert Downey Jr. was in Zodiac? That was pretty cool. Yeah. (sighs) I I cannot believe normies have ruined hating things for me. This is all I've had over them for my entire life. (laughs) That's the one thing that's kept me going. I've got to just uh, holding out hope that this is a sort of fad that subsides. So, um, I I just want to skip Jerks of the Week. I don't feel like doing it. Having to pivot to actual excitement has been really difficult for me. Okay, uh, let's talk about what we watched recently. Parker, I watched a movie called Friend. Splinter. Um, oh, the the rat from <laughs> Dominic. I got, I, yeah, yeah, I got nothing. I'm very yeah. tired. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Splinter is a movie that looks like it was made for about five dollars. Uh huh. Um, and yeah, I, I actually really like whatever the creature is. Oh, I think like, I've seen this. Let me yeah, so, you know, like, um, remember Resident Evil 4, the Regenerators, where they had those, like, spines come out of them? It yeah. was, like, really scary. It was basically this monster. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen Yeah, I like yeah. that movie. It's pretty solid. Yeah, you know, everything else about it I'm not really into, but that creature effect with the sound effects and everything and the way the camera lingers on it, that's really cool. That's something that'll stick with me. So the rest of the movie kind of sucks, but if you're going to watch it, like... The special effects are pretty much worth it. Good monster. I like I like the way it yeah, it's you can tell it was made for no money because it gets them into one location as soon as possible, but like 
If you're gonna use all your money on your monster, that's fine because it works. It's effective. Yeah. Then I watched some stupid German movie, this black and white from 1933, directed by some hack named Fritz Lang. I don't care. Then I moved on to Trick or Treat from 2007. <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I don't like this movie. Uh, a lot of people like this movie. A lot of people in the Parker, I hope I'm saying this correctly, horror community, is Thank there you. such a thing, like this movie. Uh, I, I don't because it sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a movie I, I like, but I would never recommend to you. Yeah, uh, I got this one recommended very highly from a friend at work, but unfortunately I just couldn't stand it. I think it's, um, I think maybe there's like an attitude about the movie that I don't really like very much. I don't think there's a whole lot of likable characters, if any at all. Uh, if I could summarize this movie using lines from the movie, uh, I'd go with one of two. The first one is where some guy says to Brian Cox, Happy Halloween, to which Brian Cox responds, Screw you! Uh... Because I feel like maybe I just don't have uh, the Halloween spirit. Also, I watched this movie in January. Also, so, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the other line that I would use is, uh, it stinks like a whore. So the next don't movie I watched is also very similar to that last review. I watched Polar. Buddy, pull up a chair. What's your favorite? Which of the eight movies in Polar is your favorite? Is it the shitty Suicide Squad or the shitty John Wick? See, that's the thing, is like, that's a first, those are the first two that I come to, is like, it's very much like John Wick, like, embarrassingly so. Like, someone watched the John Wick, the first two John Wick movies, and they're just like, Yeah, but what if we did quips? Oh, I could do it too, I could do it too, I could do it too. And they're not even quips. It's not quippy dialogue. These aren't jokes. They're just fucking saying things. And it is very much like Suicide Squad. This is the only part of the movie I enjoyed. When that Suicide Squad, like, ragtag group of imbeciles gets fucking murdered by Mads Mikkelsen. I'm glad they all died. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that sounds really, really mean, but they're also, like, villains in the movie, so I guess it's like whatever. So, like, so you're saying you enjoyed, you enjoyed when they all died during the three-and-a-half-minute sex scene? Boy, that scene goes on, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah we, get, we get it. They're fucking... I think my favorite review for this I have on my friends on Letterboxd is just one star that just says, fuck off. And that's that's how I feel. Just, you know but what? There's, there's other movies that it's like. It's also if like you... The Pest. It's like designed to be annoying. I... Also, everyone's hunting one guy. God it's... damn it. I am. It... If I lose in the Super Bowl and have to watch The Pest, I am going to be inconsolable. It's, <laughs> it's just so irritating. It's like, and the, you know, the, the other thing that makes it like Suicide Squad is the constant music references. Why do they play September? It doesn't even make sense. It's just That's stupid. Why? Why is Mads Mikkelsen just refusing to act? I get it. He, has a he does that face. in almost everything. I know, but in this one, it's just so irritating. Is this supposed to be based off a of comic? Parker, answer that. I refuse to help you in this situation. Even not if I know of, it, I'm not going to tell you. Not one of the villains is threatening at all. Like, like seriously, none of them are at all intimidating in any way. That big bad with a with a fucking hair and everything, looking like uh, so cool. Yeah, he's looking like the guy from the Wraith. Like, how is he supposed <laughs> to be scary? Oh, man, man. Speaking of a movie, I wish I'd watched instead. Of here's Polar. here's a good example. Remember the blonde in this movie? How she kind of looks like Lady Gaga, and she's supposed to be like really intimidating. She does nothing. She gets fucking murked. She's the least intimidating character in film history. Sometimes you read like a positive review, and it starts with John Wick means smoking aces, and you're like. Oh, fuck, you mean that in a good way. And you realize, like, maybe I don't like the same things other people like. Am like I the said, weird one? Like you said, it's a bunch no. of different movies just cobbled <laughs> together. The one movie I would never compare this to is fucking James Bond. <laughs> Thanks, Netflix film. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> never seen How a Bond movie. You gotta Sick, be you want to watch James Polar? <laughs> yeah, my, my favorite scene is where James Bond and his buds all blow away that big old fat dude, and then he farts, and then he wakes up because he's fat, because that means he takes a lot of bullets, and they gotta shoot him like a hundred more times. Like, isn't that epic, dude? Hey, Chris, you're a fan of the Jackass movies in the rigor. How'd you feel about Johnny Knoxville's scene? Part of me was just like, oh, I'm glad he's still getting work, and then I saw this, I'm like, I don't know why I like him. He doesn't even do his signature laugh that I would have liked so much. Do you think he actually took those bullets, like, as a bit? <laughs> this movie is so fucking annoying I think that's like the thing about it Like I heard you guys talk about it But I didn't comprehend just how irritating it is And it's all—it's like it's meant to be irritating I watched it after Alex watched it And told me it was one of the worst things he, he ever saw And was like well I know I'm not going to like this 
but I have to do it. Yeah, it's like and how I bad can it possibly be? Every oh, minute it's of that it. bad. Like I said, it's designed to frustrate. Like, none of the characters are likable. There's no way you could possibly get attached to Mads Mikkelsen. Like, here's another one to compare it to is actually Leon the Professional. Remember how Jean Reno's character is, like, really likable and you, like, you care about his journey and you want to see I him. I mean, yeah, if you like pedos. <laughs> you never saw the movie. Okay, you're getting assigned that next. Man, I read some things about <laughs> Fucking idiot. We'll talk about it later. You're in a vulnerable state. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's not about him. The top five dumbest people. We have him on this podcast. Anyway. Leave me so, out of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's working his way up to top three. Anyway, Jean Reno, you. Uh, you know, again, a likable character in that movie. And he's, I guess they were trying to make a Mads Mikkelsen character like like that or something. But uh, should have given him more backstory, person. like how he created Godzilla. <laughs> or, or just like, or how about like anything else that he's ever done. Apparently he was good in the Hannibal show or something. I don't know. I don't watch his shit. I don't like, watch television. No, but like the other Hannibal show, the one that no one watched. How many of these things are? I don't care. At least don't, don't two. Tell me. Don't, I, I've stopped caring. I, it's there's nothing to, to like attach yourself to in this movie. Even the guns are stupid. I went to a rally recently. There's one in Richmond. I don't know if you heard about. It. And they're like we were all talking <laughs> about the movie. So I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Buller was fucking stupid. It was. It's. It's not even just stupid. Like I can watch a stupid movie. I just watch one. It's called Deep Rising. But Polar is just. It, again, it's designed to irritate. It's so 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 frustrating and annoying. It's I, just that like it's it's like a little like it's like a younger cousin who doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. Chris, let me put it this way: for the longest time, I couldn't figure out who the audience for this movie was, and then I saw Hobbs and Shaw. Oh man. I've that's still a, somehow knocked most on wood. of the country. <laughs> I've avoided Hobbs and Shaw, and I'm very proud of myself for not biting into that temptation. I forgot to mention. Uh, so on the plane ride over from Korea, I was sitting next to this little old lady, and uh, she and I were getting along. You know, she was really friendly, and uh, she was she needed a little bit of help navigating the uh, the screen on the back of the chair, so she could watch movies. I'm like, oh, I'll help you out. You know, I can read a little bit of Korean. I can help you out here. You go over here. Beep boop boop. Look at all these movies you can watch. So many options. First thing she puts on is Hobbs and Shaw. Hell yeah. I Chris, do you, do you actually talk to strangers on planes? Like, what the fuck? She needed help. She was a little old lady. If you ever saw Fight Club, a really cool conversation starts on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> now what I if, sell this soap and record podcasts. What, what, if, what if that little old lady is my Tyler Durden? What if okay. I'm her Tyler Durden? I, I saw something... Very similar to Fight Club this week. Uh, we'll get to that. Burning your hand and watching Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> also, I mean, immediately after that, I'm like looking at her with disgust, kind of hoping that she like dies or something. And uh, the next movie she puts on is The Lion King 2019. So I just didn't know where to go but up from Hobbs and Shaw. You, you were wrong. So yeah, uh, the have Lion you seen King. Hobbs and Shaw? Have you seen The Lion King? Why would looks I like do we're that? at a stalemate? Oh boy, looks Idiot. like the Pro Bowl is going to be fucking heated this week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, next one I watched was Candyman, which also sucks. And I watched it. No, I'm kidding. Candyman was very good. Tip this uh, goddamn table over. Candyman, uh, get your so better than Polar. Uh, <laughs> Candyman reminds me a lot of Silent Hill, uh, but with black people. Oh jeez. I don't know how else to put that. Um, Careful, everyone. Careful. <laughs> I like Wrong the uh, a lot of Nyquil here. Let's just choose our words carefully. Ordinarily, I'd say I like the special effects, but apparently they use real bees. So holy fucking shit! Shout out to him having a thing in his contract where he gets a thousand dollars every time he gets stung. It's a real boss move. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he actually went with the whole bees in the mouth thing, which I yeah no you gotta do it. I'm just not gonna act it ever. Apparently, because <laughs> I just would peace out immediately. I gotta put what where? No thanks. One of the things that Candyman does really well is uh, set design. So it's not just like the Silent, the Silent Hill-esque environments, but it's also like the big stack of like furniture and garbage and stuff like that in the dump at the end of the movie. Like that's, that is like trash heaven right there. And it's perfect to look at. It has this real sense of like unfriendliness throughout the movie that basically, Parker, it's an urban legend, but... It's better than your favorite movie, The Mandela Effect. Okay, well, you know. That's just not your half, right? Very I mean, maybe movies. maybe in your timeline. <laughs> Thank <this>. you. Yeah. <laughs> 
What if Candyman was spelled in a K in an alternate timeline that we didn't know? Or maybe it was two words in an alternate timeline. I don't know. Uh, whoever plays the Candyman, I forgot his name already. He does a great job. Pour some respect on that name. Last I thing Tony I Todd with all my heart. That yeah. dude could do voice work for the next hundred years. Apparently Such that's the role that like kind of made him, and I can see why. The other thing I want to point out with this movie before I go any further is um, the voices. I really like, or not the voices, the, the hair. The hair is so distinctive. The hair is um, so distinctive. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's uh, gonna be okay, buddy. We're gonna make well, it through this. I only a few you. more. Only a few more. Uh, I watched a movie. I don't have much to say about the movie, but I have something to say about the genre. Uh, like I said, I got sick. I got coronavirus. So it's like, <laughs> what's the type of movie where it's a staying home, sick from school type of movie? You know, the sort of thing you watch in the afternoon, wrapped in a little peepo blanket. Mommy's bringing over crackers and soup, that sort of thing. Uh, I put on a spaghetti western called God Forgives, I Don't, which is a really good line that uh, Cheech Marin says in Machete. Um, <laughs> Man. That's where I heard it from. I was like, yes. well, clearly I've never heard of this Western, so I've probably heard this somewhere. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer started it. They were a very famous team in Spaghetti Westerns and other Italian movies, actually. Uh, Bud Spencer was a very, very good swimmer. And then he packed on like 300 pounds, I guess. Um, Same. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I'm not disrespecting the man's name or anything. Uh, the movie... I would say it's not as good as some of the other movies that they've made together, but it's because it's their first pairing, and it's clear that they're trying to take it a little bit more serious. Like, there's good acting, there's a decent, halfway decent storyline, uh, some suspense and stuff like that. I don't think I'd recommend it like uh, Trinity is Still My Name or anything like that, but it's interesting to see, you know? And it just reminds me of, like, it really does feel like one of those movies where I, you know, stay home from sick kind of afternoon. You know, it's like, and now Spaghetti Western Central on USA Network. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I'm learning. Watch that. You and I had very different childhoods. <laughs> You're watching, like, classic film. I'm like, oh, man, hope they resolve the issue on this week's going to wing. Hope the war ends. <laughs> Spoilers, the war did not end. But child no, soldiers, episode. Chris, a lot to think about. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next two I watched, I decided I would rewatch the Mad Max series, and I was too sick to finish it. So, I rewatched Mad Max 1. Still like it a lot. Um, Parker, you, you compared it in a really good way. The best comparison you make to Mad Max 1 is Evil Dead 1. It's made for about $500 in a shrug and be like, well, I hope this bailing wire and ba- blasting caps hold through the whole movie. Hey, man, so uh, this truck's going to come at you. He's going to stop. Don't worry about it. Is he trained? Like, uh, yeah. The good one luck, guy, man. The one guy in the movie who fought anything was the guy who drives a big old truck at the end. And he was just like, no, I don't want to run over a motorcycle. It'll damage my truck. So they built a fake front on it because the guy was putting up a fight. Most of the people in the movie were paid for were paid with beer, which uh, I would do all, probably all those times. Absolutely. For the case of beer. That's how I'm paid for this podcast, by myself. Correct. Worth it. I paid myself in a very yummy rum and coke tonight. So that's the thing oh. about uh, the Mad Max movies, the ones that came out before Fury Road. Is I, I kind of feel that much like Repo Man, they've got much better with age. Uh, because you realize that for all the imitators, and Parker, you knows that there's a lot of Italian imitators of Mad Max mm-hmm. movies, that for all those imitators, these ones are still classic. They're still like the high point of all these things. Um, I, I still like the first Mad Max movie. For a while, Mad Max 1 was my second favorite Mad Max movie after Fury Road. So I was like, maybe I'm just not appreciating The Road Warrior, the sequel, uh, because I've only seen it twice. And every single time, I'm just like, eh. But now that I've watched it a third time and like really focused on it while playing Crash Team Racing, I can safely say that uh, I do like it. I do appreciate it. I, I feel like maybe that's it's like rewatching Alien or something. You know, you're just like, uh, yeah, this is this is as good as everyone says it is. The effects are great. All the action and everything, I love it. It's got a really good storyline, really good writing. I like the I like the way everyone talks in this. You know, I like the way that they say guzzling instead of gasoline. And it's not just an Australian accent. Everyone's got a sort of a mushmouth thing, and it's like maybe language is changing over time. It's a nice little effect. Uh, I, I really like that movie. All right, uh, Alex, what did you watch? One second. I just love the name Lord Humongous. It's it's so <laughs> perfect. <laughs> The second you see him and he talks, you're like, yeah, you know what? They're onto something down there. When there's too much violence has been cast, you're just like, boo. <laughs> so, uh, as you can hear, my good friends here are 
fairly sick. And uh, for any of you that listened to last week's episode and heard some dipshit just hack coughing in the background the whole time, present. (laughs) So, um, seeing as I was recovering from, like, not being able to sit up for about a week, I, like, I, like, like, it was one of those weeks where there were just, like, things on my TV and I was not taking in much of any of them. So I don't have a lot to talk about here. Because, like, I intentionally just put on things that I knew I wouldn't give a shit about. Because, you know, no- nobody wants to be, like, paying attention to a good movie and then going, hold on, I have to pause this to go throw up phlegm. So, you know. Parker, I have a question for you. I'm listening. What's the what's the fastest you've ever uh, hit play on a movie after you started reading the movie description? Buddy. Like, before you even finished. I've got an example coming up later, and it is about a second and a half. Yeah. So uh, I got I got this far into the description for Play or Die. Oh my god, I would have already hit play. <laughs> Lucas and Chloe, two passionate gamers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. All right, so this movie sucks. Like, I just want to be clear about that. It's uh, basically like these two like weird gamer dweebs are like Present. playing this online game where it's like, oh, you gotta find like all these clues to these puzzles, and it's all riddles and shit. And if you solve everything, then you get invited to this secret game session at this like abandoned asylum, and they go there, and there's these other people that have also solved the game, and then you know people start getting murdered because of course they do in a movie like this and like actually oh no the escape room's real if we don't escape we're going to die what you know, whatever this movie's been done like it's not anything novel there i bring it up for one reason other than the tagline <laughs> <coughs> and that is the absolutely idiotic unearned twist ending of this movie oh god that's my favorite i'm listening so the whole time, you know, these people are being picked off one by one, but, like, also they're, like, you know, everybody involved is still under the impression that they're competing and, like, only one of them's gonna get out, so, you know, they'll, like, run into, like, this one character in the movie who I can only describe as Dutch McLovin. <laughs> it's just, like, 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 he has an accent and blonde hair, but has the exact same vocal cadence of McLovin, and, like, I can't explain why it's so fucking funny. Like, like all of the reviews for this movie are like, yeah, the acting sucks. But I, it did a lot for me. <laughs> Just, And it's one of those movies where, like, it's very clearly the guy's first movie. Because it's, like, a bunch of genres, like, mashed together. Like, horror genres. Like, there's just a three-minute scene where this dude has to rip his own teeth out that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. And it's like, okay, we get it, man. You saw Hostel. Like, come on. But, uh, anyway, the as, like we get to the end of the movie like you're wondering like oh i wonder what's going on because you get these little snippets of like oh here's this picture of one of the girls in the game when she was in this insane asylum and and hey that's weird why is this what why is the painting that this guy's painting in this picture hanging over your uh hanging over your mom's couch in the living room like how did she get a painting from somebody in a mental institution wink wink god damn it god we get- damn it <laughs> We we get we get to the end of the movie. Everyone's dead but our main character. He sees the guy in the mask that he has to like go after and take down. So you know they start fighting. He's like, "Let's see who the monster really is," and pulls off the mask, and it's just himself. And, <laughs> and the the whole thing is like like the whole twist ending is like, "Oh, actually, he created the game because he was mad at his ex girlfriend or whatever." And you know how his mom's been dead the whole movie? Well, actually, he killed her, and like that's why he was in the asylum. And it's the one thing you didn't realize. And blah 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 blah. And you're like, okay, sure. And then, like, ten seconds later, you're like, wait, he was in the asylum with all these other people, and no one recognizes him. <laughs> and the entire fucking movie just falls apart. Not that it was that good to begin with, but, like... <laughs> it seems like something you notice at some point in the filming process of, wait a second. Like, there's, like, this one scene where, like, okay, so they, they find, like... If they, you know, happen to stumble across this file in the abandoned mental hospital, it's like, hey, isn't this this one girl that's in the game? She was here like 10 years ago. Wow, she must be the killer. It says in here, you know, keep away from sharp objects. And then, hey, it says here that you can't give her like a screwdriver. And we just found this other girl murdered with a screwdriver. Isn't that crazy? She must be the bad guy. And then they run into her. And the guy in question is the one that's trying to like talk her down from whatever the fuck she's doing. And he's like, you know, it's like, I'm so, like, measured and reasonable as I talk to you and blah, 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 blah. And then she stabs herself in the neck with a screwdriver. And at no point is she like, hey, you're the guy that was in here with me. Like, 
it's like they're literally in pictures together. It's there, there's no possible way to like work around it. It's the absolute stupidest ending for something I've seen in a long time. And I just felt the need to tell you, Parker, about Thank this. You. I appreciate that. Because if I had come across that, we'd be having this exact same conversation. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't have been happy. Correct. Thank you for the heads up. You really have my best interest at heart. <laughs> I got you, buddy. It's when I saw two passionate gamers, and the movie opens with some lady trying to buy like a beer in a convenience store, and this guy won't ring her up because he's playing with his PS Vita or something. Like, <laughs> like oh man, we're going places, and then we didn't. But it's okay. Sometimes you make mistakes. Parker, what'd you watch this week? Okay, so let me start off by saying this. Chris, um, so you were talking about how you didn't like Trick or Treat, and he mentioned off mic that like your friend at work recommended it, and he's super passionate about it, loves it, and you watch it, did nothing for you. Uh-huh. So, Chris, I watched Escanaba in the Moonlight. Oh. Yeah. Just copy-paste. Well, well, I didn't hate it, it just did not click with me at all. You know, maybe you're not from the Upper Peninsula. Like, I even made a point, like, I put it off last week, I was like, no, like, yeah, I, wait, I watched it last night when I was not dying and sneezing every five minutes, it just yeah. didn't click with me, but... Yeah. You're never going to see anything like it again, so I'm still No, that's for sure. Like, yeah. yeah. Any any movie that any of my friends give five stars to, it's like, well, I want to know what they see in it. Like, even if I don't like it, it's... I trust you. And it's like, clearly you saw something, and it just didn't work for me. Yeah, that, I guess that happens. <clears throat> and that's why the jerk of the week is myself, because I just said I don't like that, and every movie I'm going to talk about is utter dog shit. So sorry <laughs> in advance for telling you, hey, this movie is super important to you. It didn't care about it. Oops. Not that side of the way. Alex, hoax. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god. I want to say I really appreciate you not telling me that the entire third act just turns into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. I was fucking dying. And it's just turning into, <laughs> actually the guys in the suits are just a weird cannibal family. <laughs> that movie sucks, but also is incredibly good. Yep. Nothing happens for like an hour. And then that happens, and then that final shot, oh, chef's kiss. I've recommended to everyone I know. (laughs) It takes a special kind of brain worms that we have to really, truly be passionate about it. But you know what? Not every movie's for everybody. I hope you appreciated that one fucking character who was only there to try to name the movie after a Bigfoot pun. (laughs) That guy. Between that and his Tales from the Crypt knockoff shirt, I felt incredibly seen, and I appreciated that. <laughs> some of his puns were real good. I wish yeah. I wrote them down. There was some real fire in there. Darn, right, I guess we're going to have to watch it again. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> Are we almost done recording? <laughs> hey, Alex, do you remember that movie that came out at the end of last year called Countdown about the app that tells you when you're going to die? Oh, fuck. Sometimes you go to the grocery store and you're like, all right, let me just check Redbox real quick. And you see it and you're like, I mean, that probably sucks. And then you read on the cover, death. There's an app for that. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you're fuck. at home with a copy of the movie. Fuck. And I'll save you the research because I Googled it myself. That that catchphrase was trademarked in 2010. Oh, my God. So we're doing great. <laughs> if I could like, make what? a movie... That doesn't have Bigfoot until the end. I would make it about Parker going to the grocery store and using Redbox. It's it's an adventure every time, and I feel like it's my best quality. Here's the thing. The movie sucks. It's Every one of these movies, these PG-13 Blumhouse movies, it's just a search for the next Wish Upon that just fills me with joy at for like 90 minutes. It's not that. But it was worth it for the dollar fifty I paid to rent it. For the look on my face when, like, halfway through the movie, they reveal that this whole app, the source of it, is a curse from a demon. <laughs> a literal <laughs> devil has put a curse into the app store that just anyone can download. <laughs> like Power they move. find this devil's kind of a king who like flips through this old ass book is like oh yes back here in the 1400s and there's like an old timey picture of a guy talking to some old gypsy woman holding a giant scroll that shows how many days he has left in the exact format that's on the app it is incredibly (laughs) shitty it's like a solid two stars 
Like it's not good, but as soon as you, that's you're on just, Prime, you're describing this, and all I'm imagining is that episode of Hey Arnold where Harold's gonna beat up Arnold, and Helga's just like <laughs> periodically yes, running past him. It's like 117 hours until you die. Because oh like God, the, the apple just the app makes noises like they'll just be walking, they'll feel like a screaming sound from their pocket, and it's the app updating them like. Hey man, you're gonna die real soon. <laughs> like it's literally. <laughs> speaking of Hey Arnold, that got put Fuck. back on Hulu. That is all I've been doing today. Don't it update is, me. I'll update me. It has been in and out of naps and watching Hey Arnold all day. It's been very productive. Nice. So yeah, it sucks, but also Good. at least five people listen to this and will watch it as soon as it's free somewhere. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm just doing the Lord's work for these yes, people. Yes. Now, Alex, to refer back to your previous question about the fastest. I've clicked play on something. So I, I use Twitter, which is a mistake. Correct. I follow a lot of sweaty movie nerds such as myself. And I saw a couple people be like, Oh, dude, I can't believe Project Metal Beast got added to Amazon Prime. And that caused me to pause and say, Sorry, what? You see that name. And my mind immediately goes to, this. There's like a 50% chance this is some like late 90s, like super gory, fucked up anime. Like, well, let me peek at this. So I open Prime, find it, and I see the movie. The cover is just this fucking, like, werewolf, like, clawing at something. And the word Metal Beast is written in the Metal Gear Solid font. So I'm already just, like, fucking hyperventilating. And then I read. In 1974, an American agent in Eastern Europe injects himself with the blood of a werewolf. His body is put in suspended animation, then brought back 20 years later by a renegade agent. Fuck me. So I'd already hit play about five minutes ago. <laughs> this movie is really good if you skip the first hour. Because <laughs> when you hit play and you see it like load up in that 4-3 aspect ratio, and you can tell like, oh, this someone just bought one of those like $10 v- upload your VHS tapes to your computer and then just put that on Prime. It has that energy a lot. It is incredibly bad like it's super low budget like you can tell that this movie was born straight into a blockbuster i went to the wikipedia page the director three of the writers most of the stars none of them have wikipedia pages you're telling me this, <laughs> this movie three writers correct this movie just spawned into the void and also kane hotter plays the giant werewolf monster okay <laughs> I'm saying this movie is bad, but it's on Prime. You just hit play. You skip to, like, say an hour, hour ten. Just watch the end of it. You're good. You're having a good time. The hour preceding is a lot of talking in a room and then going to another room and then talking in a room. But it's... Oh, my favorite genre. It was... Look, it looks like it was made for less money than I make, and I live in destitute, dire situations. So, you know, you do what you can. When you spend all your money on Kane Hodder... And werewolf hair. <laughs> There's so much he can do. <laughs> it ends with him getting shot with a bazooka and exploding in a red mist. So, like, it's not a total loss. I'm saying there's something there. <coughs> the final movie that I'm very excited to talk to you about. Have either of you heard of a film from the early, early 90s called Tammy and the T-Rex? I have heard about this. Yeah, I oh, did, like, a special oh, show. Oh, buddy. I didn't get a chance to go oh, there, buddy. but I really wanted to. Oh, buddy. For Andrew Schoenberger, if you're listening... It's happening, y'all. I'm going to tell you a lot of the plot, and then I will give you some history of this film. So this movie opens with Tammy, played by one Denise Richards, in her first role as a cheerleader. She's a cheerleader practicing her boyfriend, and unrecognizably young Paul Walker just comes sauntering in. What? (laughs) He looks like 15. It's his first leading role. So, you know, they're hanging out, and the Tammy's violent ex-boyfriend shows up with his gang, and a fight breaks out. And by fight, Paul Walker and the bully dude just grab each other's dicks and scream in pain until the police physically separate them. (laughs) (laughs) We then cut to Warehouse, where an evil doctor, played by Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's, and his assistant, Marvel, at their beautiful animatronic T-Rex. Said T-Rex is being controlled in a different room by Liam McPoyle. So here's the thing about this T-Rex. It has insane strength. It's like super fucking strong. It can do anything. And old Bernie reveals his master plan. That instead of using like a remote control, he's going to put a living human brain into it. And it will be immortal. 
cut back to Paul Walker, sneaks over to Tammy's house. They're about to bang it out for the first time. Billy and all of his gang show up. They chase Paul Walker down. They knock him out, throw him in the car, and they drop him off at an animal park where he's attacked by a lion. A literal live ass lion just attacks some poor stunt Park, dude. Uh, and Parker, 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 Parker. What, in your own words, is an animal park? That's what it says on the sign in giant capital letters <laughs> that they clearly stuck in the ground, filmed a jaguar walking around, yelled cut, grabbed the sign, threw it in their truck, and drove home. <laughs> you can read the trivia every single location was shot like 20 minutes from the director's house. We'll get to why later. Don't you worry. So he gets mauled by this line, and he's in a coma. There's not a scratch on him, because they couldn't fucking afford it, but that's fine. Dr. Bernie rolls in, he's like, Ah, oh, shit! He's dead. And he sneaks the body out. I mean, you stay with me here. Bernie puts the Paul Walker's brain into the robot T-Rex. Of course, like, of course. Like, at the end of the first act. Like, we still have a whole hour of movie left. And the rest of this movie... Is Paul Walker's brain inside this robot T-Rex body wreaking vengeance on all of his bullies. And now this is the part <laughs> where I need to back up here. There are two things I need to tell you. First is that this whole movie came into being when the director, the man who directed Mac and Me, one of Chris's favorites, <laughs> was approached by a man who owned a bunch of theaters in South America. And that man had in his possession an animatronic T-Rex. And that man told him, hey, uh, we're shipping this out in two weeks. Uh, the arms work, the head works. You, you want to do something with this? So he wrote a script in one week and started filming. And the other thing I need to tell you is that this was filmed as an insanely gory, like, slapstick parody of, like, teenage romance movies. Mm. And they hired, like, a legitimate dude. Like, this guy did a ton in the 80s. Like, he did an Elm Street, a Friday the 13th, a Halloween. I mean, like, a special From Beyond, now. Reanimator. Yeah, like, they got a yeah. legitimate dude. To get some real good gore effects in there. So they crank this movie out in no time. They turn it in the studio and the studio's like, what What the fuck is this? What is this movie? Chop it down to like a PG, PG-13. Dump it straight to video. Call it a kid's movie and never speak of it again. Until last year when said footage was found, restored, and put back in the movie. Is this like the Animaniacs plot? <laughs> it is on Shudder. You all owe it to yourselves. Because me. 30 minutes into this movie, it just becomes a series of a Paul Walker-controlled T-Rex biting people's heads off. <laughs> it well, is... Like romance, because he has to hook up with Tammy again, right? Oh, buddy. Spoilers for the end of the movie. Uh, the T-Rex gets shot up, so they put his brain like in a little jar kind of thing. And the movie ends with Denise Richards doing a strip tease. And the brain that is hooked up to a camera basically ejaculates. <laughs> it is... It's a lot. Oh, thank goodness. You mentioned this was in a theater. I would give anything to see this in a packed theater. It would absolutely oh kill. It is... Seeing is believing, folks. I, I think I missed it because it, it was on the night I was working. It is something else. I was not <laughs> expecting how many people would get their heads bitten off by this giant T-Rex. It is... Five stars. Chef's kiss. That sounds incredible, really. It is... I put it on... Because much like Alex, is like I watched a lot of shit this week. I'm not going to bother bringing it up because it was like, I feel terrible. I'm just going to put on something. When the loud noise happens, I will know to pay attention. And then I will just zone out and stare at the wall for the rest of it. And I thought that's what this was going to be. And I was very incorrect in the best way. It's beautiful. And that's all for me, folks. All right. Let's talk about Deep Rising. <laughs> So, Parker, you mentioned, uh, oh, if there's a loud noise, I'll know to pay attention. <laughs> Similar things happen here. Oh, it was buddy. basically like the entire movie I was paying attention because it's nothing but loud noises constantly. It's not a single quiet moment as far as I can tell. That's how they get you. Yeah. Like when, a, when a movie like this starts with like an ominous text scroll and then POV from the monster, like I'm immediately in. Like, right, do whatever you <laughs> yeah. want because I'm fucking locked in. You've read my mind. You're going to be a solemn thing. These ships keep disappearing, and no one knows where. Monster scream, like, all right, let me sit up in my chair. Let me turn my phone off. I like that it came out like a month after Titanic. God bless, dude. Steven Summers, king, 
absolute king. He should make movies every year. <laughs> so one of the things I like about <clears throat> Steven Summers in particular is that for a lot of his movies, and this one in particular, the characters are immediately, if not likable, at least recognizable. And I like that about this a lot. It's like immediately we're introduced to our crew, and I like that. I like uh, that I, I immediately know what kind of character Treat Williams is playing. Actually, I want I want to talk about the cast uh, because it's mostly a group of. Um, if you look at at the cast list based on name, I'd say it's mostly a group of unknowns besides Treat Williams and Bobka Jansen. But it also has Kano from Mortal Kombat and that Doctor from Silence of the Lambs, and <laughs> of course Benny from the Mummy. This movie is just stacked with like that guys from movies. Yeah, like, very much so. Like, like props to like getting this like semi big budget fucking monster attacking a ship movie made with like a crew of character actors. Like that's that's an accomplishment. Like good work. Yeah, exactly. Everyone is playing a character. I think maybe that could be like a bit much for someone. Not for me. I think it's I I like it just the way it is. I want to talk about someone in particular though. Absolutely. This, oh, I know where this is fucking yeah, going. This is <laughs> Now, for those of you who listened to the Shin Godzilla episode, will remember you need my... to let it. You need to let it go, Chris. She's not returning your calls. But maybe, maybe <laughs> Una Damon is because she is in the slideshow. She is perhaps the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. She's a thought. She's an entire fam. She's funny with it though, and uh, I think she's very pretty. Hey, Una, is this guy bothering you? I, 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 I think I can safely say that uh, I would like to take her out on a date. The nerve for fucking Benny from the mummy to be like, hey, don't talk to my girlfriend. I'm like, what? Fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to throw hands. I'm so angry. I like that. It means even I have a chance with her. Thanks. But I love the way this movie introduces, because you get your main characters. You get friend of the show, Treat Williams, and Benny and his little crew. And then you cut over to the actual ship that they're going to rob with. Dude from Silence of the Lambs, he gets the fuck eaten, and Fomke Jensen. And then you cut back again to get that whole crew, and you're like, oh my god, these guys are all dead meat. I'm so excited. Like, yeah. It's just showing you, like, hey, guess what, motherfucker? Here comes the body count. All these people are dying. Yeah, it's, it's 1998. Jaimon Hounsou is not making it to the end of this movie, y'all. Correct. Yeah, so actually, that was one of the things I kind of liked about this, is I don't, I got I didn't know much about Deep Rising before I put it on. I'm like, okay, let's see what this is about. Just I kind of went in blind. Like, the only thing I knew is uh, what I read on the Wikipedia is like, oh, I see the cast list, Dream Williams, Fonka Jansen. I saw Ebert has his on his most hated, so rest in shit. Must be good then, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and um, I don't know, it takes place in the water. So when they start breaking out the triple pulse assault rifles, my ears sort of perked up like a pit bull walking by a preschool. <laughs> like, they're loading up like they're about to go fight the Covenant. It's yeah. real good. It's immediately like, hey, what, hey, movie, what are we doing here? You, know, it's almost like Predator, where you forget that the movie opens with a monster because you're like, who are all these people with these big fucking guns? What, what are we doing, guys? What's going on? And then it reminds you <laughs> in one of the most powerful scenes I've ever seen in my life. Okay, we'll give a little bit of a little bit of silence on the track here, so I can insert the uh, Halo theme song. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, that was a really good crash scene with all those extras just eating shit. A lot of really good railing kills. Ah, oh, you know I love a railing kill skip. Yeah. It's uh, people just falling all over each other. It looked like the beginning of, uh, remember like the opening to MXC? Sorry about all the heavy metal I'm playing. Okay, so. Uh, no, you're not. Then some Asian lady gets attacked by the shit weasels from Dreamcatcher. Dude, this movie plays it straight for like 20 minutes. Yeah. You meet yeah. the cast, you meet the people on the ship, you meet like the whole crew. There's something wrong. Wait, this wasn't part of the plan and our plans are this. And then this woman just gets dragged through a toilet by a giant fucking monster. And you're like, hold the fucking phone. What are we doing, movie? Blood splatters <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and immediately I'm like, well, this is... This is my night. Like, the, yeah. I'm not focused on anything else. Uh, hold all of my calls. Unless something's on fire, do not interrupt me, because I have to see how this plays out. So I have to admit, I thought it was really nice of uh, Treat Williams to watch The Fugitive before this, because he's doing both a Harrison Ford impression and a Tommy Lee Jones impression. 
And I like it. I'm glad you thought the same thing because it's, man, yeah. it's incredibly cool that Harrison Ford was supposed to be the lead and he dropped out. And they're like, just do it like him, anyways. <laughs> Fuck it, doesn't matter. It's deep rising. It also just gave him a Harrison bigger Ford. budget so they could spend more on the really great CGI. Oh god, oh, the CGI in this movie is, is honestly absolutely incredible. We should get to it later. I want to get to it later because the yeah, movie gets yeah, to yeah. it fucking later. That's the thing is one of the names I saw in here that, for me, is a bigger name than anyone on the cast list, except that really hot Korean girl, is Rob Bateen. Now, Parker, you remember Rob Bateen was oh, yeah. the really young guy who did the special effects on the thing. It was definitely an ears perking up, like, hang on a second. Exactly. What kind of, what kind of movie are we watching here, folks? I, I genuinely think that he does better, like, effects, practical effects like that than... Who's the guy who worked on, like, Friday the 13th, who I don't like? Tom Savini? I, I'll take Rob Bateen over Tom Savini. I know that's like taking Julian Edelman over Julio Jones, but still, which you would do, to I be would. Clear. Yes, <laughs> uh, I I would prefer Rob Bettine. I I like him. I like the the kid. He's got metal, you know. Um, but you don't see a lot of the creature effects. It's just a lot of blood splattering here and there. Like, oh, they're really building this up. You know, it's picking them off one by one. This and better live up to all the suspense. It's, it's cool in theory. We'll talk about it. So anyway, they kill off the hot Korean girl and turned off the movie. I'm so um, sorry. Yeah. I did not... I forgot to give you a warning. I'm very sorry. Yeah, you... Honestly, this movie fucking sucks, actually. So anyway, the monster doesn't appear until 54 minutes into the movie. Look, that monster wasn't cheap. You gotta hold out. <laughs> I'm aware. It looks like shit, but it's still 1998. You gotta, like, alright, we gotta tease this for a while. So here's the weird thing is Rapatine is credited with uh, creature design, right? And I know that he's not a computer programmer or a computer animator. So the likelihood is he just drew a bunch of pictures. He said, uh, yeah, I guess make it look like that. And that's so sad because... Good gig if you can get it. <laughs> because when the monster is revealed with a giant tentacle coming down, one of the victims is revealed because it pukes up one of the victims. He's got like half a head there. His, his brain's all chewed away. It's one of the scariest effects I've seen since Wishmaster at the beginning. Oh, it's so good. It's I forgot how hard this movie goes at some points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, every other Steven Summers movie is like this PG-13 fun adventure romp. It's like, I'm just going to vomit out this half-dead man whose face is like melting off who just desperately wants to get murdered. God, I love it. I fucking love this movie, you guys. So this movie came out, I think, before Deep Blue Sea. I'm not going to look that up. So, based on my theory that it came out before Deep Blue Sea, which again, not going to fact check, uh, I think Michael Rappaport was trying to be as funny <laughs> as Benny from The Mummy was in this one. Hey, Michael, really channeled that guy. <laughs> like, like, like Alex said, this is a movie full of that guys. Yeah. Like, it's fun to just imagine watching this movie on like HBO and it's like, what the fuck is Deep Rising? Because when they first land on that ship, just having those doors open, they all running, like, guns out. It's like, well, where the fuck is everybody? It's completely empty. And they've already shown you, like, literally minutes ago, there were, like, hundreds of people on here. How is it completely empty? This movie's really good at building tension of, like, well, something fucked is happening. I don't know what, but something terrible is waiting. Similar to that scene where they all get on the elevator and they have that big fight. Elevator crashes, doors open, and it's just a fucking Hellraiser hallway. What a good yeah, hallway it's scene. so fucking good. What a good scene. And, like, there's little moments like that where he says, no, they don't eat you. They drink you. Oh, God. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Think there's about that, buddy. Me too. I did not care to think about that for as long as I did. Yum, yum, yum. Honestly, I think that's, like, a good example of pretty good writing. I don't think this movie is, like, really badly written or anything. Is it cliche? Yeah, sure. The entire movie is. Who gives a shit? It does the cliches like pretty well. One of the things I like about it, there's really no heroes. It's just like a bunch of it's either a mercenary or just straight up villain like that guy from the silent from uh Silence of the Lambs. The only hero in this movie is Benny from the Mummy. Yes. Who yes. <laughs> we should talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I have questions about his whole arc in the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. One of my notes says in all capital letters. Benny from the Mummy survived. Spoilers. That was a re- that was a yeah, reshoot. Boss, that really? has to be a that was a reshoot. Thing. Yes. There's yeah. No yeah. Way the, 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 the the test audiences hated that he died, so they uh they good. Just, like, oh, well, hey, good. I'm, I'm back, sure. guys. I found the paddle board. Hey, were you guys kissing? 
<laughs> you keep the money. So uh, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. look. Tell me I'm wrong. That sounds exactly like Oscar. Gunn. He does a different accent in every movie. I love him. He's I so wish he were in everything. Yeah, he's not like, same. He's like my favorite bit character in movies. Period. Yeah, like, so much charisma. I love him. Apparently, he was just improvising left and right. He didn't give a shit about the script. He improvised that line. And it was just like, can you just like get asthma? Or are you like born with it? <laughs> See, like that. That's that's like the that's like why this is a good comic relief character because like eighty five percent of comic relief characters suck ass. And the ones that are actually funny are the ones that just go off script all the time. Exactly. You have to be good at yeah. this. Like, I agree. <coughs> it's it's one of those things where I don't know how he survived, but I don't care. I like to think yeah, that exactly. that point in the movie, he just paddled. He just was attached to that fucking like uh, two by four and just kicked his way. He all the way fucking floor. shows up on a boogie board like, <laughs> hey, don't worry, I got away from the explosion. The explosion that destroyed a boat and killed a Lovecraftian sea monster. <laughs> he just fucking paddles to shore. How stupid was that fucking moment where Treat Williams shoots it in the eye? It's, I mean, come on. You I mean, uh, yeah, but still. <laughs> fucking video game, like, way to beat it. It was so stupid. I loved it. So, uh, one of the other moments I loved, I don't know why I loved it, but I just, maybe that's one of those things where if you explain it, it kind of sucks. I like the moment where uh, that one guy betrays him, betrays Benny from the mummy. Uh, he's just like, oh, the only way to stop it is to feed it. So he shoots him in the leg, but Benny still survives because apparently he's just immortal. And uh, he's like, hey, don't say I never gave you anything when he gives him the gun back, right? And the, guy, the guy uses the gun to try to shoot at Benny. Benny's like, you asshole. The guy's like, okay, now I can kill myself so I don't get drunk. And, uh... <coughs> or I don't get drunk, sorry, that's better. And that was the one bullet. I love that scene. That scene is so <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything about it, the lead-up to it, the callback, how slowly he's being eaten, it just seems... If I saw that scene as a kid... I would be talking to a therapist about it to this day. Like, that's... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Being slowly just... Oh, God. Yeah. No. I won't go down this road. So, I just want to say, it's it's not really a spoiler. I mean, you could kind of predict where this is going to go. The movie ends with a oh jet ski escape from a oh giant octopus monster. I was so... As soon as she had the keys of the jet ski... Just kicking my little feet like oh my god! I, oh, hell I yeah. did not know how badly I needed in like an indoor jet ski scene in a movie <laughs> until I saw this, yes. and now I just can't think of what my life was like without just it. Fucking flying through corridors while a shitty CGI tentacle. Oh my god! It's like it's like one of those fucking games you play at Chuck E. Cheese where you get on the yeah. way forward. <laughs> yeah, it's the entire climax of this movie. It really does have like the the most like like Jurassic Park game with the hooded top uh, oh, energy man. that you could possibly imagine. Like oh, it's I'm going to Dave so Buster's more than anything right now, you guys. Can we just like can we just buy one of those? Like yes. it can't be that expensive, right? Just turn it into the put, studio. Put it in the knee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. I hate how shitty the CGI is, but I love the reveal that all those tentacles you've seen the whole movie's like it's just a giant fucking monster sitting in the hole of the ship and also Here's a hundred skeletons. They're all every time they slowly. There's like five different times this movie just reveals like, oh, let me just turn on this quarter and oh god, yep, (laughs) the worst horror movie you've ever seen happened here like five minutes ago. Well, it's not really a horror movie; it's more of a thriller. So, any any last words on this movie? I have something to say. Are we not going to talk about this ending? Oh, yeah, good point. I forgot All to talk about Like, what the fuck, the man? Right, sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know how my throat is right now. Yeah, but leaving this out, I would rather have just not talked about the rest of the movie okay, okay, and not please, talked about this ending. Please, Alex, talk about the ending. <laughs> so they, they, they wash up on this island. They're going to bang. Benny from The Mummy also washes up on the island. It's like, hey, guys, what's up? And then <laughs> fucking camera pans out. <laughs> Parker, you want to take this? I know you're chomping at the bit for this. I have one. so much to say about. Camera pans out, and then something starts charging towards him. You hear this loud rumbling. Trees are shaking. It's making their way towards him. And our friend, friend of the show, Treat Williams, just goes, 
now what? <laughs> Fade to black, directed by Stephen Summers. <laughs> I can't believe they watched up on Skull Island. We had a secret Kong movie the entire time. Dude. But Dude. actually. Actually, my good friend Chris, since I know you're too sick, you did not read the trivia. This was supposed to be a lead-in to a Stephen Summers King Kong movie. I have not stopped thinking about it. I have not stopped thinking about this idea of these characters on Skull Island in a King Kong movie. It would be the best is, King Kong movie. It has haunted me. I don't know why it didn't happen. We deserve it. We all Instead, failed Instead, we got Jack Black. Imagine Jack's Benny from The Mummy climbing on King Kong's back and grooming him. There's still time. Penny from the Mummy watching King Kong rip a du- fucking T-Rex's jaw in half. I, well, we failed Steven Summers. We all let him down. We deserve this. That's the thing is, after that, apparently this made no money. And yet they were, they were like, a oh, crime. This, this absolutely bombs. Which, yes. which is so weird because someone saw this. So I was like, it's good enough for you to do the Mummy. Yeah. And that made like it's a It's not an important property for us. I mean, to be fair, like, out of all the Universal Monsters, like, hey, there's never been a good Mummy movie. You want to do one? Because, man, all those black and white ones suck ass. Correct. They're all bad. Yes. Even the original. Especially the original. So, um, yeah, that that is quite an ending. Can you imagine if a direct sequel, Deep Rising, this time with Kong? I Can I imagine? I haven't imagined <laughs> anything else in days. Yeah. I, I knew about this the first time. Like, after the first time I watched it, I read about it later. And I knew in my heart, like... We're going to talk about this on the show at some point. Like, this is going to be an episode. But I've Perhaps. kept that buried deep down. And anytime, like, Steven Summers comes up or Godzilla vs. Kong, anytime anything Kong related comes up, I just think of, dude, Benny from the Mummy was on Skull Island and we could have had <laughs> two hours of that. And it is truly a regret I will carry to the end of my life that we didn't get it. Absolutely. It is infuriating. All right, let's move on to the game of games. Fucking Adrian Brody instead of Treat Williams. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad. I don't get mad about movies. Really is uh, somebody we should just replace Adrian Brody with in just about every role except for <laughs> uh, the Predator movie. Yes. Oh my god. Next week's I episode should, of Predators. <laughs> but actually, we should talk about that. <laughs> we, I mean, I I would absolutely watch that again. You want to talk about a fucking stacked cast? Yeah. <laughs> Walton Goggins is like sixth build in that movie. It's really good. <laughs> All right, so the game of games, we'll go quickly here, because the feature event is going to be the next two weeks, I would imagine. Um, Congrats to Parker for winning the AFC. (laughs) I did it. (laughs) You now have to assign yourself a movie. I'm watching Predators. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Chris's 49ers have defeated Parker's Packers. So uh it's worth it. I'll take that loss. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Suck you, shit, you know, sometimes Rogers. you gotta yeah. I'll give you one that I mentioned to you this week, Parker. Uh it's called Better Off Dead. This is the eighties movie where the coming. main character races the bully in uh, a ski slope. So uh oh, yes. I, I absolutely actually really, really love this movie. It's really nostalgic for me. Congrats on watching the Stan Darsh movie, dude. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, it's a romantic comedy. It's not a horror movie, but uh, okay. I, I think I, I think you're gonna love this one. Actually, this one I feel stronger about you having a potential for liking it than Escanaba and Moonlight. I almost didn't want to bring up Escanaba because I didn't want to just come in like, "Hey, that movie you love? Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, it's fine. let's talk it's... about the silly monster movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, better off dead. Write it's it down. Just... You're gonna love this one. We have the worst luck with the side each other things. Like, oh, dude, I love this movie. I think you'll really like it. It's just always no, a fucking no, strikeout. Some, no, sometimes it works out. Freddy Got Fingered worked out for me. That's fair. <laughs> that, That's I've never seen point. Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, you, you had assigned that, that as a punishment. That was just a fucking Hail Mary. <laughs> yeah, Sailor Moon worked out for you. You enjoyed it. Oh, my God. I love Sailor Moon. <laughs> Every time I'm like, man, you know what? I really love this movie. You like similar movies. I think you'll like it. Nope. <laughs> no, something that I'm not going to go through and check all of them, but there, there's a, there's a couple that I ended up really liking. I think there was one I ended up liking maybe even more than you. Either way, Black Dynamite. I love Black Dynamite. See, God. next week's episode, Black Dynamite again. <laughs> Sarcastically, I'm in charge. Black Dynamite and also Predators. Okay, uh, so are we betting on the Pro Bowl? We should find some way to bet on <laughs> the Pro Bowl, but we should probably figure it out. We should probably figure it out off mic because I wasn't prepared for well, this. Well, Xavier Rhodes. Um, 
Xavier Rhodes made really? the Pro Bowl. So is he, is, oh god. Yeah, I know. So imagine making the, the Pro Bowl and then being a cap casualty the next year. <laughs> Xavier Rhodes would be the worst. I don't know football. how we're gonna do it, but I'm very excited to do it. Again, I'm taking the over. If Xavier Rhodes is playing, I have to take the over. <laughs> all right, uh, let's look at all your teams. All right, uh, however many people in your team scored a touchdown. Good luck, fucker. Oh wait, that's a good idea. Okay, I'd love to see do it. Something like we, that. Actually, yeah, we could yeah, we could do that. Okay. Sorry in advance for you having to do that math, but also. Oh, I, I'm what not are, worried about that. What are we gonna not me? bet on the Pro Bowl? Come on. Correct. <laughs> okay. Uh, next week's episode: Color Out of Space. Yellow, green, red, blue, 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 red, purple, green, yellow, orange, red, 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 yellow, green, red, blue, 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 red, purple, green, yellow, orange, red, red. Blend them up and what do you get? Cerise, chartreuse, and aqua, mauve, beige, and ultramarine, and every color in between. Hazo, kawaii, kai, non, chalumbum, color has its harmony, and just like I have said, red, yellow, green, red, blue, 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 red, purple, green, blue, purple, Red, red. Blend them all and what do you get? Cerise, chartreuse, and aqua, mauve, beige, and ultramarine, and every color in between. Ings, I co-fos, I brand, brand, color has its harmony, and just like I have said, red, yellow, green, red, blue, pink, gray, and white, and plaid, and blue, green, white, yellow, and two dims, and, and, and red, and, and stripes with blue and, and black, and Plaid and, and uh, what, what, wait a second, what, what's going on with all the colors? Yeah, blue, red, green, green, white, white, black, black, what, this, whatever happened to just plain old lavender blue dilly 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 silly. And that's the tea, sis. <laughs> <laughs>